Hi there, folks. My name's Steve Erbauer, and this is Steve Erbauer's Grateful Dead podcast coming at you from Lincoln, Nebraska. How's everybody doing out there? I'm real glad to be here with you all this evening. I want to say thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm not exactly blowing the roof off the internet, but the amount of people and the variety of locations in which people have been listening to this thing is is really, uh, it's just, it's staggering to me. And I just want to thank everybody for, for tuning in because it really is, this is something that I just enjoy a lot. And if people listen to it, that's great. Um, and people are listening to it and that's just really exciting to me. I've had listeners from Great Britain and the Netherlands and Canada and over half of the 50 States. And man, I just think that's really great. So, uh, I want you to know that I appreciate it and, uh, please spread the word, uh, cause I'm having a great time doing this. And like I said, the more the merrier. So anyway, with that being said, let's get on with the show. Uh, for this episode, for this podcast, I have selected, uh, February 26th, 1977 from the swing auditorium in San Bernardino, California. As with most of the music that I played on here, and probably for the foreseeable, oh, I don't know, 50 or 100 shows, uh, what I'm playing is is uh, is music or concerts that have uh, some personal meaning to me that I have found uh, to be delightful in one form or another over the years. And the, the significance uh, for me personally of this recording is that it was the first high-quality bootleg that I ever had. Uh, my friend Chris and I had driven from Virginia to uh, Ohio to see the band at Buckeye Lake in the summer of 1991, and we found ourselves standing next to a guy uh, who was from Pittsburgh, I believe, if memory serves me correctly, and we shared our refreshments uh, throughout the course of the day, and during a sec- set break, um, he said, hey, give me your address and I'll send you a tape. And I thought, wow, this is really great. It turns out that he, uh, and I wish that I had his name. I don't, if anybody's listening from Pittsburgh, you may remember this guy because he had a radio show in Pittsburgh, a Grateful Dead radio show. And he had some high quality recordings. Um, and I didn't think a whole heck of a lot of it, but it was probably two months later, I got a cassette uh, in the mail of the first set of this show. And uh, it was the first recording that I had that wasn't, high generation, you know, 10 generations of boom boxes down the line. Um, so the, the short version of that story is the first time I put the cassette in my stereo, which wasn't half bad and, and pressed play. Uh, when Phil's bass hit the first time, uh, and the opening notes of the first set, uh, it blew the lid of my head off and it really opened my eyes and ears to just exactly what a, what a good sounding tape could be. And, so anyway, that's kind of where this comes from. Now, that's the personal thing and the connection. That does not uh, overshadow the fact that this is a really special Grateful Dead concert. The Aside from the fact that this is just really fine, you know, early 1977 Grateful Dead, uh, the things that the items that make this concert noteworthy from a historical perspective is that this is the concert debut of Terrapin Station and Estimated Profit, both of which would remain in the band's repertoire for many years to come. And so with that, and, and they open the show with Terrapin, which is just really cool. And it just crackles and sparkles with excitement and energy. And it's probably one of my favorite versions of this piece of music. 
for that reason. So with that, I think I'm going to go ahead and play some of the first set from this show. We'll get right into it. Uh, I'm going to play Terrapin Station. They have a little technical difficulty, which I think is entertaining, so I'm going to leave that in. Into New Minglewood Blues, which is not my favorite song they ever played, but for those that think, oh, Garcia just noodled, I think these are some of my favorite uh, concise Garcia solos that I've ever heard. He just knocks it. It's very, some of my favorite Garcia guitar soloing in the rock uh, area are in this version of New Minglewood Blues. Into a nice They Love Each Other, into the um, debut of Estimated Profit. And then we'll finish out the first set with Playing in the Band, Into the Wheel, back into Playing in the Band. Here we go, folks. 226.77. Choice. 
decide if he was wise.
We're experiencing our first technical difficulty. But our crack equipment crew is having at it right now. This is expected to be only the minors in trouble.
thank you. We're going to take a short break. You all mill around and feel free to associate with one another. And we're going to do the same backstage. How about that, folks? I'll never forget the first time I listened to that playing sandwich. Uh, me and my buddy Chris were driving around listening to this tape for the first time. And because I, of course, called him and said, you're never going to believe what that guy from Pittsburgh sent. So we're out, you know, listening to the only driving around, which was about the only place that we could really listen to music as loud as we wanted to at the time. And um, somewhere during that jam and the transition and the wheel and all that, I think we both experienced wonder, like for the first time on some, you know, in an appreciable sense. I mean, uh, we were seniors in high school or just out and, um, you know, neither of us really had a clue what we were doing. I think we were both just kind of struggling and, um, in general. And I, I know I certainly was. And, um, I just remember us looking at each other, like, can you believe this? just the sound and like how, like what it was doing to us. And like, we both acknowledged that and it was a really cool moment. So anyway, I'm forever uh, thankful for that. I think, uh, you know, we're, this is a, an interesting time period for the band because we're starting to just, you know, beginning that the, the wave that was the wave of energy that was uh, 1977 for the band. I mean, they, resumed after the they had the hiatus from you know late 74 to june of 76 put out an album blues for all some great material from there that was going to live for a long time and uh um they did you know did uh, some touring in 76 resumed you know full-on touring again and mostly theaters um, around the country and played a couple big gigs towards the end of 76, most notably Bill Graham's uh, Day on the Green shows in October with The Who. Uh, if you haven't heard those, they're uh, Dick's Picks, and they're certainly worth listening to. But even those, I mean, the big stadium shows, I mean, they played good music in 76, but it wasn't quite, uh, it almost seems hesitant at times. That's maybe not the right word, but something happened between 76 and 77 that just it turned them up to 11 and uh um i think part of that had to do with keith olsen uh their producer while they were were recording terrapin station and they started recording terrapin station with keith olsen in uh january of 77 and keith olsen uh, his resume, while you might not, might kind of cock an eyebrow at some of it, like, for example, he produced Rick Springfield's Jesse's Girl. So there's that. But he also produced Fleetwood Mac's Rumors and a whole bunch of other albums. Google the guy because his resume is uh, impressive. And he, um, he cracked the dead into shape. They first met, and according to what I've read and, you know, legend, he basically said you guys need to get your act together if i'm going to work with you he made the drummers practice he i don't know if phil ever did it but he wanted phil to ditch his fancy custom bases and play a fender p bass um just to get to i don't know to get them focused and whatever he did worked i don't know what you think about the album terrapin station personally i enjoy it i like the horns um but i also like you know the raw version we just heard here um but I really think that he, whatever he did with them in the studio to get them focused worked. Because for the next year, they played music that 
well, you, you just got to listen to it to, to hear it. And if you've heard it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, uh, but th- that's, this is the very beginning of that. I mean, we're, we're standing at the bottom of the mountain looking up at this East Coast Spring 1977 tour about which whole other podcast shows could be done about. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that, that's, this show to me is kind of like the flashpoint of all that. So it's just, I think it's exciting and cool on that level. Um, so, uh, with that, I think I'll play, uh, this is already running a little long, so I'm not going to play all of the second set and I'm kind of trying to decide right now, as I'm sitting here talking to y'all, do we want to play a little rock and roll or do we want to get weird? Uh, there is a help slip Frank in there. Um, but we've just did one of those. So I think what I'll do is play eyes of the eyes of the world into a little fill zone action into dancing in the streets, which it's disco and you know but i have a feeling if you're there and dancing to be a lot of fun and uh or finish off the set with around and around here we go folks 226 77 
Oh, yes, clap my hand. 
Okay, Grateful Dead, 226.77, Swing Auditorium, San Bernardino, California. Now that I've listened to that again, I I feel a little bit bad for dissing on the dancing uh, earlier, because that was just a mighty fine version. Um, Disco Dead, baby. Get your your dancing shoes on. 
So, uh, and I, I didn't mention earlier that, in case you hadn't noticed, that was a, a, another Matrix. That was a Matrix recording. I debated on using it uh, simply because the Betty board soundboard is so uh, perfect on its own. It's just clean and crisp and full-bodied and all that. Um, but this this Matrix uses a, a previously unreleased or uncirculated audience recording that surfaced about 2010, it looks like. And I think it just added some nice ambiance. So I was kind of excited to see that. And, you know, as always, um, if you're not familiar with the Live Music Archive, just Google it or uh, bt.etree.org for the BitTorrent downloads. Uh, if you're not familiar with BitTorrent downloads, that's a, a good way to get just a ton of really great music. Um, so, and it's not terribly hard to do. So, uh, with that, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, please, if you have any comments or criticisms or just want to say hi, my email address for the show is negdpodcast at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at negdpodcast and Facebook at negdpodcast. So uh, please stop in and say hi. And uh, with that, I hope you all had a good time. I know I did, and I look forward to the next one. See you then. Bye.